0: We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it, now or ever. We are Americans. Mike thought is the Bob France
1: Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. It is indeed, and a good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer It's seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Friday, the eighteenth morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord twenty twenty. Not going to call this a free for all Friday as we normally have, or we try to have. Uh, but uh, we are we are we have a very special show, particularly the last hour of the program today. Not that the first hour isn't going to be good because it is. We are going to be talking to legendary college football coach turned Catholic. And conservative, somewhat activist uh, in advance of this presidential election, uh, former Notre Dame coach Lou Holtz is going to be joining us. And uh, he is actively working on behalf of life, on behalf of Christian causes, Catholic causes. And yes, uh, he spoke at the Republican National Convention, as you recall, and uh, he stirred a lot of waves. He created a lot of waves and stirred up some trouble, perhaps is a better way to say that, when he declared that Joe Biden is not truly acting and acting Catholic. Um, That's a paraphrase. But the reality is he did say that uh, Joe Biden is a Catholic in name only, not an actual practicing Catholic. And he talked about uh, abortion. He talked about Joe Biden being for abortion all the way up until the moment of birth, et cetera, et cetera, the way so many other uh, liberal uh, baby butchers uh, are. And uh, quite frankly, Lou Holtz feels very strongly about that, and he's going to continue to say so. Took a lot of criticism for that. And he defended it. He backed up his point of view. And he's going to join us to talk about some of that coming up at 9.35 this morning. But then at 10 o'clock, or 10.05 actually, this is when it starts to get real. Uh, we are going to be talking with two members of the Ohio Board of Education. Lisa Woods and Sarah Fowler are both members of the Ohio Board. The next Board of Education meeting starts on Monday. And this is an extraordinary time because what Lisa and Sarah and pres- a precious few others are going to have to do is to undo the intended damage uh, by the rest of the Ohio Board of Education as it pertains to curriculum for your public school students. You may or may not recall, but uh, earlier this summer, Uh, We talked to Lisa and we talked to Peter Kersenow, who did his level best to try to get the Board of Education to hold off a vote on this resolution until more witnesses can be heard about the authenticity, the accuracy, et cetera, et cetera, of the curriculum of the 1619 project. But they were unsuccessful in getting that held off. If you recall, I think they were in session for about 11 hours as they argued about this, but at the end of the day, they just did not have enough votes to get the Board of Education to stand up for historical curriculum rather than fictional curriculum, which is exactly what the 1619 Project is. Resolution number 20 in the Ohio Board of Education's uh, uh, adopted resolutions this summer is to, quote, condemn racism and to advance equity and opportunity for black students, indigenous students, and students of color. And it is two pages long, and it is about two pages too many. Now, let me explain. Am I suggesting, suggesting that there shouldn't be equity and opportunity for black students, indigenous students, and students of color? Well, of course not. Let's not be ridiculous. What the board has done with this language of this resolution is the same thing that the Black Lives Matter, Inc. people have done. They have phrased it and entitled it in a way that nobody could possibly oppose without sounding racist how dare you say you don't support black lives matter that means you think black lives should be able to be taken black lives should die no not at all Of course black lives matter I do not support black lives matter the organization because it has nothing to do with actually saving black lives it has everything to do with political insurrection it has everything to do with an attempted coup to remove uh, a sitting president, to remove the capitalist system uh, uh, over which he presides, to remove the constitutional republic that elected him. This is an attempt to remove a free democratic republic and replace it with an, an oppressive socialist regime with the end goal having been rooted in Marxism, actually being communism. That's why I don't support Black Lives Matter. Yeah, And you have to explain it like that, or else people accuse you of being racist if you say, no, I don't support Black Lives Matter. Same thing here. Opponents of the resolution to condemn racism and advance equity and opportunity for black students, indigenous students, and students of color, opponents are going to be told "Ah." Oh, you're a racist. You don't condemn racism. Racism. You don't think our schools should advance equity and opportunity for black students and students of color. See what they do? They play these games. They put these labels on it. And when you say, I oppose this resolution, you are branded a racist. How could you possibly oppose opportunity for students of color? The reality of the situation is this resolution and this proposed curriculum does not advance equity and opportunity for students of color which they already have at the same levels as students who are Caucasian or not POC, persons of color. Got to be careful how you say that. We found out in this town you get fired if you actually don't say uh, 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 persons of color or students of color and you phrase that in another way. But I won't go off onto that tangent right now. But um the reality of this situation is This resolution is pointless because students of color already have the same opportunities as students who are not, quote, of color. The other thing that this resolution does that your kids are going to learn is it literally, not figuratively, it literally endorses racism against white students and white people. Because the 1619 project and this curriculum proposed and, and adopted by the board's vote this summer essentially tells all of these students what critical race theory training is telling all of the white employees who are forced to endure it. In the federal government, in the U.S. military, in NASA... And at corporate training seminars all over America, white adults have been told that all white people are racist. And that they are privileged, and that if they don't acknowledge their privilege and apologize for it, then they are participating in white supremacy, which makes white people all de facto Klansmen or neo-Nazis. This is what's being told to adults who are forced to undergo critical race theory training, something that President Trump issued an executive order to ban at the federal level, but it's still going on at the corporate level. And that is the same mentality that is going to be taught to white students when this curriculum is is forced upon them in Ohio's schools. You are bad, young, peach-skinned student. You are bad because you were born with that peach skin. It gave you an advantage over people who don't have peach skin, and therefore you are bad. And you should apologize to the non-peach-skinned persons all around you for the privilege and the supremacy that you represent. And this great country of ours that we once celebrated for being rooted in liberty is not really rooted in Liberty this great country is rooted on systemic oppression of people of color and it started with 400 years of slavery and oppression of people of color from other lands and this is what this new Ohio Board of Education resolution uh, implements this is the curriculum that will be forced upon your students Anybody think that's okay? So Lisa Woods and Sarah Fowler of the Ohio Board of Education are going to join me again at 1010 today, and we're going to talk about it for the entire hour. They will be joined at 1035 for a segment by Peter Kersenow, who's a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights, who's going to have a lot to say about this as well. You know who else had a lot to say about this? The President of the United States. Last night in his uh, uh, address uh, in Washington, he, I think this was from Washington, or this may have been uh, at his rally. No, I think this was in Washington. This was not at the rally in Wisconsin. Uh, President Trump said this about that.
2: From Washington to Lincoln, from Jefferson to King, America has been home to some of the most incredible people who have ever lived. With the help of everyone here today, the legacy of 1776 will never be erased our heroes will never be forgotten our youth will be taught to love america with all of their heart and all of their soul we will save this cherished inheritance for our children for their children and for every generation to come
1: the important note to follow that up with as the president talked about Uh, our children will be taught to love America. That does not mean they're going to be forced to love America. But they are going to be taught the truth about American history. And from that truth, recognizing the sacrifices made by so many to provide equality and freedom for everyone, living up to the principles in our Declaration of Independence, and more importantly, our, our national faith and tenets in the, uh, in the uh, Constitution of the United States of America, from their study of those things, in the reality of those things, they will love America. If they choose not to, that is the beauty of a free country. You don't have to love country or be thrown in jail for it. Which is exactly what you do in communist countries. Which is exactly what Black Lives Matter, Inc., and the founders of the 1619 Project are trying to create. I want you to think about that. Here's more from the president.
2: We embrace the vision of Martin Luther King, where children are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The left is attempting to destroy that beautiful vision and divide Americans by race in the service of political power
1: how can anyone who is watching and paying attention open your eyes open your ears and look and watch at what's going on in this country right now how can anybody deny that fact the left is attempting to destroy this country by dividing Americans by race it is their number one number one tool in their arsenal to gain power in this country divide Americans by race
2: By viewing every issue through the lens of race, they want to impose a new segregation, and we must not allow that to happen. Critical race theory, the 1619 Project, and the crusade against American history is toxic propaganda, ideological poison that, if not removed, will dissolve the civic bonds that tie us together will destroy our country. That is why I recently banned trainings in this prejudiced ideology from the federal government and banned it in the strongest manner possible.
1: And that is extraordinarily important as well. The president used a word that not a lot of people use anymore, and that word is prejudiced. Prejudice used to be seen in the same through the same lens as racist or as bigoted, Prejudice is an important one, though, because it takes its root from the word judge or to prejudge someone. Prejudge prejudice based upon their membership in a particular group a racial group, or a group of sexual orientation, or a group by religion, or something of that nature. Prejudging somebody by their representation in a group. And that is exactly what the 1619 Project does. It's exactly what critical race theory does, and it's exactly what's going to be done to your students in public schools in the state of Ohio. Your white students will be prejudged to be racists. Prejudice against one is prejudice against all. And prejudice against one race is no more acceptable than prejudice against another. And that's what we're facing we're diving into this fully today. We will have Lou Holtz coming on to talk about this and some other things at nine thirty-five. And again, two members of the Ohio Board, Lisa Woods and uh, Sarah Fowler, will be joining us at ten ten for the full hour to discuss this extraordinarily important information. Right back after this on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Okay, 926, a and 14, 20, the answer, just about uh, eight minutes away or so, nine minutes from Lou Holtz, who will be joining us. Lou Holtz uh, opened a lot of eyes and uh, dropped a lot of jaws uh, at the RNC uh, National Convention in which he declared Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and that uh, that ticket. Uh, to be catholic in name only particularly joe biden uh, who claims to be a catholic because of their uh, refusal to support all life and their support for abortion so we'll talk about that with him coming up at 9:35 i want to stay with the um critical race theory and 1619 project that is being pushed and forced upon ohio school students by way of curriculum um and uh Lisa Woods and Sarah Fowler are going to join us. They're on the Ohio School Board. They're trying to oppose this. Peter Kirstenau is also working to have some influence over this because he is a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. Uh, President Trump said, we are not going to allow the left to destroy this country by dividing it along racial lines, especially by teaching uh, false uh, uh, American history and, and propaganda. And as a matter of fact, in response to the 1619 Project, President Trump announced yesterday the creation of something else.
2: The left has warped, distorted, and defiled the American story with deceptions, falsehoods, and lies. There is no better example than the New York Times' totally discredited 1619 project. This project rewrites American history to teach our children that we were founded on the principle of oppression, not freedom. Nothing could be further from the truth. America's founding set in motion the unstoppable chain of events that abolished slavery, secured civil rights, defeated communism and fascism, and built the most fair, equal, and prosperous nation in human history
1: absolutely correct in every sense a little more
2: today i'm also pleased to announce that i will soon sign an executive order establishing a national commission to promote patriotic education it will be called the 1776 commission
1: that's the winner right there the 1619 project which is a work of historical fiction Being replaced by the 1776 Commission, which is based in historical fact. The founding of this country, and as the president said, which led to the chain of events that ended slavery, and promoted civil rights for all.
2: It will encourage our educators to teach our children about the miracle of American history and make plans to honor the 250th anniversary of our founding. Think of that 250 years.
1: And that is coming indeed. It's 9 30 now. We'll take uh, a news break here. And on the flip side, legendary college football host, an outspoken Catholic advocate and supporter of President Trump, Lou Holtz. He'll join us next. AM 1420 The Answer.
0: Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob Frantz Authority on AM 1420, The Answer.
1: Indeed it is. It is 934. Thanks so much for joining us. One of the highlights for me, because I'm such a college football fan anyway, I'm a college football fan and I'm a conservative and I'm a Trump supporter. So that made uh, one of the highlights of the Republican National Convention for me, the appearance of uh, legendary coach Lou Holtz uh lou holtz stood on that stage at the rnc and declared the reasons why he supported president trump and they are rooted in his faith this is what he said
0: one of the important reasons he has my trust is because nobody has been a stronger advocate for the unborn than president trump the biden-harris ticket is the most radically pro-abortion campaign in history they and other politicians are Catholics in name only, and abandon innocent lives. President Trump protects those lives. So
1: that was Lou Holtz at the RNC, and Lou Holtz joins us now here on AM 1420, The Answer. Coach, it is such a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on with us. How are you this morning?
3: Oh, a typical day, Bob. As you know, I lost my wife the first, but eight weeks ago. So, yeah, it's a little bit different than has been in the past but uh eventually the grief will turn to gratitude and you have to move on with your life and i know that's what you want me to do but thank you for
1: asking well you know what coach you're a thousand percent right and i know as a man of deep faith as you are you know uh you know where your wife is right now and you know that she is just going to create a space for you when the time comes so that the two of you can can revel in god's glory and uh and i know that's got to be uh you know that got to be very comforting to you um
3: Bob, let me interrupt you. She's Mm -hmm. not in heaven. I ain't even going to try because I have to say it. She's a a saint, so I hope so. But what can I do for you?
1: Amen, Coach. Amen. Well, you know, since we're talking kind of matters of faith right now, um, I want to go back to what you said at the Republican National Convention. Among many things in your five minutes of, of a glorious speech in support of our president and support of values, including the protection of human life, you declared, uh, you know, that the the Biden and Harris ticket uh, in this campaign, in this election, uh, they are Catholic in name only because of their radical abortion views. They do not want to protect life and President. Trump obviously has been the most staunch protector of uh, of unborn lives. Maybe in our in in, in the White House, uh, in at least my you know uh, memory or or the history, the modern history of this country. Can you tell me more about why that is so important to you as we decide on whom we are going to vote for whom we are going to vote this uh, November?
3: Well, I agree with about President Trump. Nobody has been more pro life than he has been. But what people should also understand: nobody really. Uh, understands or realizes. But uh, shortly thereafter, I wrote Joe Biden a letter. And I had a football player played for me in South Carolina that was on his staff. He'll be Joe Biden's a wonderful individual, beautiful person, I'm sure he is. I wrote Joe Biden. I apologize that this letter is to apologize because I was not justified to evaluate what was in your heart or in your mind. So I, I, I wished I hadn't said that. However, I am still entirely opposed to your stance on abortion, your stance on a variety of other things, but I was wrong to question what's in your heart. I can't do that. But the stance he has, no way in this world. Why do I feel so strongly about it? Remember when I was a Catholic, we were taught that uh, by the uh, sisters of Notre Dame, by the priesthood center. In addition to that, my oldest daughter could not have any children, she adopted a little girl Birth The granddaughter graduated from Texas A uh, A&M Law School, passed the bar, married, and is four months pregnant at the present time. And uh, I understand you may not want to have a baby because it's inconvenient. You may not want to have a baby because it costs too much. I understand that. Well, then at least put it up for adoption. But I just don't believe that everybody has the right to kill the unborn. The next thing you do... You know, you'll be worried about killing the old people because they've wasted their time and they spend too much money keeping them healthy. And that was during Obama administration. I think he, somebody was asking him on his health care, well, what about an individual? So, well, you know, you live your life, you just got to take care of the younger people. I mean, I, I just believe in this strongly, and I'm going to voice my opinion. There's no doubt that when they vote for, Abortion, even in the third or er, trimester, as wrong. And nobody has been more anti or pro-abortion than Kamala
4: Harris.
1: Uh, we are talking with uh, legendary college football coach Lou Holtz, uh, and, and we are talking about abortion, and we're talking about Lou's uh, uh, commentary coach uh, at the RNC, and I, I respect your apology to Joe Biden talking about judging what's in his heart, but let's talk about this not from a matter of you know his faith, and you're talking about his Catholicism, let's talk about it from a matter of science. Joe Biden is, um, uh, and Kamala Harris have both made science one of the principles of their campaign, claiming that President Trump isn't following the science when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic. He's not following the science of how to deal with it from a medical perspective. Uh, how can anybody who is pro-science look at a 4-D um, uh, sonogram of a, of an unborn child and look at that and say, that's not a baby? Doesn't abortion demand science as well? Or, excuse me, doesn't uh, uh, the decision on whether or not you abort your baby, shouldn't science play a role in that as well?
3: Oh, absolutely. I believe that's true. You know, it's really amazing. They always say, I would listen to scientists. But what if There are scientists on the other side of the ledger who said we should be wearing masks at Locking everything down is the worst thing the world we've ever done. They only want to listen to their scientists, Mm -hmm. not the scientists in general. And I think it was in California where they aren't allowed to have uh, dining indoors. The death rate is one-tenth of one percent in that county. It's incredible. I'm an old man, and I appreciate you trying to keep me alive. But what I oppose to, you're trying to keep the libraries from me from living. This is the home of the free and the brave. It's the home of a land of opportunity, freedom of choice to do what you want to do. But no, everybody makes choices for you. you. Can't do this, you can't do that. You must do this, you must do that. That's not the country I was raised in. I rode in a, a bicycle without a helmet. I rode the back of the truck, stand up. We wrestled in a car all the time. Never heard of the Everybody had a baby gun we fired at one another. What we understood, that was our freedom. But if we made a mistake, we had to suffer the consequences for that choice and not to blame it on somebody else. And that's what's taken away from it. I just want to give back and let me choose how I want to live my life and the risk I want to take. The older people, if you have a problem, stay home, quarantine, wear a fine. The younger people, let's get on with their life. And what they're doing to shut down their society. And when the lady in charge of education in Los Angeles says, Schools are closed will decide after the election. What in the world is going on? You're depriving people of an opportunity to learn to progress. And the people that hurt the most are the ones who are the at-risk children. They may not have a computer at home, whatever else the case may be. And one thing that President Trump is very much for is pro-choice. And I'm for pro-choice. But the Democrats are against pro-choice. You realize there 17 high schools in the city of Baltimore. Not a single high school student uh, passed the equivalency test in English or math. I was 17 high schools. And yet, the Democrats say you must go to that school. However, I'm going to send my child to a private school. And Joe Biden has even been on record as saying he would disband all charter schools and make them completely legal. Let's give people a choice because education is the only way you learn how to make good choices. And your future is determined by the choices you make. Choosing drugs, drop out of school, join a gang get tested You're choosing that difficulty in life and, and stop blaming somebody else. Let's teach people to make good choices and let's get them back in school. we they make it grow. Relate to other people. Have force, the ups and downs of life. I'm dating. It goes on and on. And, and, you know, after seven months, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a little aggravated.
1: Well, you know, you sound, you sound aggravated, but righteously so, and it is very bizarre that the Democrats are pro-choice when it comes to human life, but they are anti-choice when it comes to schools educating those children. Uh, Coach, you said something in that commentary, and this will be our last question because I know you're on a hard clock here, but you said something about the land of the free and the brave a few moments ago. I wanted to ask you your thoughts on the NFL's renewal now of their season, strange as it is in this COVID-19 era. Uh, how do you feel about all of the uh, politics that have been in, in, uh, ingested or uh, infested perhaps maybe, or infesting uh, professional football with all of the kneeling and all of the dueling national anthems and things that are going on right now.
3: Well, Bob, uh, thank you for asking me. Uh, congratulations to the Cleveland Browns on a great win last night. I thought it was one of the best games I'd seen. Both quarterbacks, you had two high quarterbacks, one they'll have one they'll Ohio, and the future looks great for both of them. Both of them were outstanding. I am opposed to showing any disrespect for the flag. Wasn't it amazing? Just 19 years ago after two eleven I remember the NFL teams come running out with the players carrying a flag on the way out, the way of honor, our police, et cetera. And 19 years later, all of a sudden, this country's bad and everything's bad. Why do we have a wall? Not to keep people in, to keep people out, because everybody in the world would love to come here. You can be a communist in a free country, Bob. You cannot be free in a communist country, and that is absolutely true. I, I, I just think that people look, and they're multi-millionaires, and all they do is complain about this country and say, yes, we, we do things wrong, well. we try to rectify it. but what made this country great was have the opportunity to freedom, do what you want, but as Harry Truman said, the freedom to swing your fist in where the other guys' days begin. Your freedom to show disrespect to a flag, that's you your choice. It is my, could be my choice. I don't want to watch you. I don't want to watch TV, and I don't want to sponsor the, the people that uh, advertise on. That's a choice. As far as the Big Ten concerned, I talked to the White right now. The reason President Trump got involved in that was because the players wanted to play and the parents wanted to play, but they had no seat at the table. They didn't have a voice. Everybody else was making choices. Now, the president the Big Ten, I understand three of them are MPs. They're going to be very, very conservative. They don't want anybody to be sick or anything else. They've got to stand out. But President Trump went to them as a voice for the players. What changed the Big Ten wasn't what President Trump said, but what he did. He made available all the latest information, uh, such as rapid testing about uh, all the different things that they do now. That made it much much safer. He gave everything that government had. He gave access of that to the Big Ten. Now the reason the Pac twelve isn't doing it exactly yet, because whatever the Big Ten does, the Pac twelve does. It goes back to nineteen forty six when they signed the Rose full Pact. Everything they do is together. However, the Pac ten cannot because the state of California and the state of Oregon said that you cannot play football. That's six of the twelve teams. However, the governor of Oregon, two days ago, gave permission to Oregon to have football. And just yesterday, the county commissioner excused UCLA and USC gave him permission to play football. I don't know what Governor Newsom's going to say, but that is how it's all come back. My son came to the weekend and said, he had to postpone one game uh, against Baylor because a lot of players, they had the hurricane, no electricity for five days. Mm -hmm. Some players came down with covid uh, nineteen. The problem in college and what's a big to That is, if somebody comes out with COVID nineteen, then everybody he had contact with has to sit out for three weeks. He plays Southern Miss tomorrow, and he got thirty-seven players back yesterday to get out and I'd play with us. But what the rapid testing? If you test positive for COVID nineteen, I can go test everybody you contact immediately and get a result so that I don't have to sit out for several weeks. So that, that, that all goes in. And that's just the last thing, to Bob, on that, Young people are not really affected by COVID-19. More people died from influenza flu than from COVID-19. But <coughs> like as many football players that have been tested for COVID-19, I do not know a single one that's been put in the hospital because of my son said, he said, Both of them test positive, but they don't have a symptom. They feel great. <laughs> so no, I don't know. We just have to wait and see, but let's let's get back to freedom of choice
1: amen to that I'll tell you what with God's good graces uh, and blessings I hope when I'm 83 years old as you are that I am as sharp and on top of everything that you just listed <laughs> I could not agree with you more if I had written you a script uh, Coach Holtz thank you so much for everything that you're doing God bless you sir and again our condolences for the loss of your wife blessings to your entire family
3: thank you so much So thanks for having me Bob call be back again uh, when I get old I won't be as sharp I'm only 84 <laughs>
1: Eighty-four. Thank you, Coach. God bless you. That's co- and we will take you up on that, too. We'll definitely get you back on the air as often as you'll come. That's Coach Lou Holtz joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. You know, when we started that interview, uh, we were told Coach Coach Holtz was on a, on a hard clock. He had to be done in 10 minutes. But as you heard, Coach wasn't letting the clock stop him when he had things to say. And I loved every single bit of it. Thank you, Coach, and we'll be right back. 54 final segment of the hour. Don't forget, I'm laying this up for you right now. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, or after the top of the hour, we are going to be talking about race, and we're going to be talking about critical race theory, we're going to be talking about the 1619 Project and the imposition of all of this prejudice and racism that is going to be uh, pushed onto your students in Ohio's public schools by the Ohio Board of Education with two board members who oppose it. Lisa Woods and Sarah Fowler will join me at the top of the hour. They'll join us for the entirety of the second hour. And they will be joined at 1035 for one segment by Peter Kersenow, who shares their concerns. And as a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights, is doing whatever he can to... Um, Uh, correct what is a very very dangerous situation i'm going to get a call in here and i'm going to share an audio clip with you but uh, first it'll be rick in Lyria. hi rick you're on the air go ahead
5: yeah bob uh i don't like i told a cost screener i don't remember if it was when they ran the first time or re-election the second time but i endurably listened to a biden speech and he said that although he was Catholic and he believed in the sanctity of life of the unborn, when he's on the floor of the Senate, he votes party line. And um, I don't remember, like I said, I heard him say that in a speech.
1: That that he votes party line no matter what the, 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 the issue is?
5: Yeah. In other words, he turns his back on God when he's on the Senate floor and votes mm-hmm. the party line.
1: I didn't hear that, Rick, uh, but I would not doubt that, because he is very much a political opportunist. You don't last, thank you for the call, 47 years being reelected time and time again in the United States federal government, in the Congress, without without doing exactly that. Being political, making, letting politics dictate your stance, turning your back on your core principles and values. That's what Lou Holtz just talked about. I mean really that's why I called him a Catholic in name only then he apologized to him for judging what's in his heart but what judging him for his actions should should be nothing to apologize for his actions indicate that he is indeed uh uh politics first personal advancement first and values second including his faith including his belief in the Catholic church and Catholic tenets which are unequivocally pro life So, yeah, it seems to be very true. Now, I want to go back to the 1619 Project. I said I had some audio for you. I played President Trump announcing the formation of the 1776 Commission. I want to give you a little bit more on the 1619 Project. It was way back in July. No, I'm sorry. Take that back. This was earlier than that. I don't have the date on it. I thought it was July. But at any rate, Tom Cotton was one of the first to sound the alarm about Uh, The 1619 Project being taught in in America's public schools, and he proposed legislation, legislation that would defund public school districts that taught the 1619 Project in their curriculum. It's called the Saving American History Act, and he defended it on a, a segment with Tucker Carlson this summer.
4: Project is a radical work of historical revisionism, aiming to indoctrinate our kids to hate America, to teach them that America was founded not on the natural equality of all mankind and the freedom that flows from that, as our declaration says, but rather founded on racism. Nothing could be farther from the truth. And the 1619 Project has been debunked by leading historians of the era, like Sean Willits and Gordon Wood and James McPherson and some of those are liberals. Um, Even the lead author recently recently admitted in response to my legislation that the 1619 Project is not a work of history, it's a work of journalism. I I would say it's a work of activism, but your tax dollars should not be going to fund an effort to teach our kids to hate America. The New York Times should not teach American history to our kids.
0: If the person who wrote it admits it's not history, why would we ever teach it as history, and why would Taxpayers across the country fund this garbage. And why aren't more senators joining with you to stop the brainwashing?
4: I I think that's a very good question, Tucker, and especially since it just happened the last few days in response to my legislation that the lead author admitted that this is not history. It's a work of journalism. I would say activism. I would suggest those school boards that you named off at the lead, like Buffalo and Chicago and Washington, reconsider their decision to use a work of journalism, not a work of history that has been debunked by the leading scholars of the era.
1: Very important question from Tucker Carlson to Tom Cotton there, and an even better answer. He used the word brainwashing. How come more senators are not standing up to this brainwashing? And the answer to that is the kids are being brainwashed with the same type of misinformation that they believe in. And I'm talking about the leftist senators. The 1619 Project and critical race theory being forced down your kids' throats in their classrooms in the state of Ohio if the Ohio School Board has its way. Two members who are fighting that will join us next on AM 1420, The Answer.